Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So what the hell is George Soros up to now? This guy and his, uh, his operation... They just reappear every few weeks, if not few days now. I warned you about this. I'm going to get to that today during the show. It's primary day in multiple states, very important races in California and elsewhere. The left melting down over a Fox News decision. And remember that movie Signs? Remember that? Do you ever see that one? The, uh, the Mel Gibson movie Signs? Well, it's just weird how the signs are out there right up the side. They're like signs. It's, and the Democrats just keep missing it. It's almost as if. This is all intentional. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using your computer without a VPN, it's like walking your dog without a leash. Eh, most of the time you're probably okay, but what if the dog runs away? Don't use your computer without a VPN. Protect your privacy. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that. I've also got an update on what's going on with this January 6th media. Bloomberg is totally puzzled. Totally puzzled that more Americans aren't paying attention to the insurrection. They're stunned. Let's get to it. Uh, we got a big opening segment today, too, so don't go anywhere. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate mega stores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, let's go. It's Bedlam, Dan. Bedlam. It is. It is. Joe just said that to me before the show. He's like, man, it, he says to me and I quote, he goes, yeah. man, this just keep, continues to get worse. What did I say to you, Joe? I'm like, what part? I'm like, yeah, what, yeah, what, what do you mean? I sent him so many elements. I'm like, which part, dude? Wow. You mean the inflation, the border, the elections? What, what, what part? Uh, well, he answered that for me and I'll answer it for you now. Just before we get to the main content of the show, I must say I'm thoroughly enjoying the far left radical meltdown, the Brian Stelters, the CNNs, the social media crowd, they are, I mean, losing it like I haven't seen in a long time because the Fox News channel, their main channel, is not going to air the Democrats' ridiculous propaganda movie uh, where they want a free, uh, they basically want free pub for their movie about Jen. Yes, that's right. That's right. That we have a. There's a guy, a guy, calm down. There's a guy, he thinks it's, I don't know who this guy is. Someone just let him, he thinks it's hilarious too. They're not airing it. You can go watch Fox Business, but the main channel is going to run Tucker Carlson, which I think is great. 
The Democrats have already said what this is about. I'll end the show today with that exact clip. The Democrats have already acknowledged the New York Times and everything that the January 6th committee hearing Thursday in prime time is has nothing to do with January 6th and everything to do with the election. Fox gave them the double barreled non-family friendly middle finger. They get non-family friendly, which is probably not good. But in this case, they deserve it. And they are losing it. Oh, my gosh. Fox needs to hear this. We're not hearing your propaganda. I don't make their programming decisions. I'm just a host over there. But good for them. They don't tell me what to talk about. I don't run it by them, and we're okay. All right? I'm really happy with that decision, and I am thoroughly enjoying that slob over at CNN. Coffee boy, George Costanza Stelter, losing his mind. The PP hoaxer, the laptop is Russian, Hunter laptop is Russian hoaxer, the Trump said drink bleach hoaxer. You can go sit down with your Dunkin' Donuts, you slob, and you can watch it on your own network with 10 or 12 other people. Folks, let it, just watch it, enjoy it, take it all in. All right, get to the content. Remember that movie Signs? That Mel Gibson movie? There's like crop circles everywhere and everybody's laughing at the guy. He's like, oh man, it's going to be a foreign invasion, whatever, of an alien invasion. Foreign invasion. I got to talk about a Freudian slip, right? Remember that movie Signs? I actually enjoyed that movie. I like Mel Gibson movies. Coaches, generals, intelligence officials, you know, some of the things that make these people great leaders, right? Managers, coaches, CEOs, is their ability to see around corners, right? To see signs that other people miss. You know, there's the kid in that movie, Signs, that he thinks it's going to be some kind of alien invasion or whatever, and everybody always laughs at him, right? Well, they shouldn't have laughed because it turned out in the movie, at least that was real, right? Well, in real life, coaches, generals, and intelligence pros, their greatest asset is to be able to see the signs and translate them into what they think is going to happen, into what, the, what do we call seeing around a corner, right? That's what great managers can do. Great coaches can do. You know, football is a great example. It's a complicated sport. If you've got a defensive coordinator who can never, ever predict or doesn't have a good record of predicting what the uh, offense is going to do, they're going to lose all the time because they're going to be caught off guard. Everybody get that, Joe? Makes sense? Yes, sir. Seeing around corners? Yep. This is, like, this, this is one of the key tenets of being a good leader. That's just not the Biden administration. The Biden administration must be doing this on purpose. I wanted to open with this just briefly to show you how they don't even need the signs, folks. They're actually being told things. They're being told. It's not a sign. It's not a cryptic sign. They're actually being told things and they can't respond. They just are incapable of responding. Here's Biden admitting that he was told about the baby food crisis back at the baby formula crisis back in April and still did nothing. Keep in mind, there was no need to see around the corner, no need to predict what the offense was going to do. He was literally told this was going to be a crisis back in April and gave them again the double barreled family friendly. Here, check this out. I became aware of this problem sometime in after April, in early April, about how intense it was. And so we did everything in our power from that point on. And that's all I can tell you right now. Uh, that's not a site. It's not a crop circle. Okay. This is the president of the United States. We elect these people. I mean, it's one guy out of 330 million. You think you'd pick the best guy who has the best ability to see around corners, right? Predict things to look and translate signs. It can be complicated, but you know, we, you think we'd pick the best. This guy is not only not the best, he's likely one of the worst. He is a one percenter. Of one, I mean, the 1% of the worst people on planet Earth, their ability to see signs and predict outcomes. He was told it was going to be a crisis and did nothing. 
Here's the great John Stossel, who I miss a lot. He used to work at Fox. Here's John Stossel in one of his videos explaining the blame game now that Biden missed the sign because he's a terrible coach, a terrible manager, a terrible CEO, and a terrible leader, and a terrible commander-in-chief as well. Probably the worst we've ever had in modern U.S. history. I kid you not. Here's John Stossel explaining how even after they miss the signs, what do great leaders do? They take responsibility. And we have a, we have a, we have a saying in the Secret Service, lift and shift, right? If you, if you miss something and you make a mistake, lift and shift. Shift and accommodate, right? Make it happen. Fix it. Fix it. This guy doesn't only not fix it, he blames other people, including capitalism. Here's a segment from John Stossel's show about exactly that. Check this out. The time for fixing all of this was months before the crisis hit, because now that we have a highly concentrated domestic market, now that we have a tariff and regulatory wall around the country, you simply can't snap your fingers and expect supply to materialize overnight. We have to move with caution as well as speed. So much of what government does seems to be trying to fix things government messed up in the first place. Very much so. And that's one of the most frustrating Things we're seeing, especially with the media and politicians saying the real problem, as usual, is corporate power run amok. Corporate greed. There might be a need for indictment. The usual suspects are blaming capitalism and blaming greedy corporations. And it's clearly uh, government policy that's causing the biggest problems. There, perfectly stated from the Cato Institute guy and John Stossel. The government causes problem. They shut down the plant. There's the government tariffs that prohibited us from importing a lot of baby formula. And then, even though they missed all those signs, I believe deliberately because they're just, they, they just don't care. They're just not involved in the everyday goings on of America like you think a CEO of the United States would be, the president, right? Once they miss the signs, instead of lifting and shifting and taking credit, what do they do? Again, double-barreled. They move on and they blame someone else. Capitalism did it. It's not just there, folks. I want to get through this segment fast, but it's, it's just, it was really on my mind this morning. I'm sitting there, I'm brushing my dientes there, getting ready for the show, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I was t- totally unrelated to the show, I kid you not. I, I, I kept thinking because I'm obsessed with this idea of what makes a good leader. It's beyond the scope of this podcast, why that's on my mind lately, but for a lot of reasons. But what makes a good leader? There's got to be tangible things. There's reasons, right? There has to be some thing they do that's different. It can't all be luck is what I'm getting at. It can't. Is it bravery? Is it courage? Is it intelligence? What is it? And it occurred to me like, my gosh, if there's leaders, there's anti-leaders. There's people who are really bad leaders, right? And they got to have characteristics too, right? And I thought that's Biden. Like this guy can't get the signs right ever. Here's another one. He can, he, these aren't even cryptic signs. They're not crop circles. He was warned about the baby formula crisis. And this is a Fox News report from last night. Brett Baer shows about 25 seconds of it. They're telling Joe, they're showing him video right now and telling him there is a 10,000 caravan uh, person, illegal immigrant population headed towards the United States right now. It's not a crop circle. These are actual people. All right. They're telling him. We listen to the translation from one of the ladies in the caravan. She's like, yeah, we're coming no matter what. There's nothing you can do. You can't keep us out. And what's happening? The answer is nothing's happening. Zero. Zero. Biden's on the beach in Rehoboth eating hot dogs or something. There's There's no signs. They're just telling him. Check this out. 
A caravan of nearly 10,000 migrants making their way towards the U.S. southern border tonight and more are joining them along the way. This is border agents there work to control the already massive numbers they're dealing with on a daily basis at the border. Correspondent Griff Jenkins has the story from the Rio Grande Valley. Chanting liberty in Spanish, a large migrant caravan stretching some three miles long departs southern Mexico, undeterred by bad weather. This for us is nothing. It can rain. It can thunder. Nobody will stop us. Yeah, she's right. Nobody will stop she's you. She's right. She, right, Joe? She's not kidding. No. She, the, 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 the person coming here illegally, the woman they talked to, is 100% correct. Nobody will stop you. I'm, I'm, again, I'm trying to think this morning after I decided I was going to do this of, a, of an analogy because they make things simple and people think it narrative. I'm like, imagine a, a coach on the other side, right? You're playing uh, whatever. It's the Raiders versus the 49ers, right? And the 49ers, I heard uh, Bill Walsh, the old coach, you should diagram out the first 21 plays. So imagine the coach of the Raiders, right? The coach of the Raiders at the time, Joe, gets the 21 plays in advance. They slip out, right? Someone... Someone said, hey, you're going to be the 21 plays. Imagine getting the 21 and still screwing up. Can you imagine that? You get Here's what they're going to do. The first 21 plays of the game. And you still screw it up. That's Joe Biden. They're not crop circles. There aren't even signs. They're actually telling you what they're going to do. And he's still screwing it up. One more before I get to the January 6th. Stuff, the Soros stuff. I got a loaded show for you today. Don't go anywhere. The Soros stuff. I warned you about this. Larry Summers. Again, I can't bring this guy's name up enough. Why? Not because he's a friend of mine. Not because I even like him or his politics. He is a Democrat, a devout Democrat. Larry Summers was the Treasury Secretary under Bill Clinton. Can't say that enough. He is not and never has been a Republican. He warned the left a long time ago about inflation. I played it. I'm not going to play it again. He, I played it probably five or six times. About a year ago, he went on, I believe, CNN and warned the Democrats, you keep printing all this money, we're going to have an inflation crisis. Again, double-barreled, the Biden administration ignored it like it was a crop circle and moved on and spent the money anyway, which led to what? Inflation. Here's Larry Summers back again, saying we're in real trouble here, folks, because the only way out of that inflation is what? Well, to dry up the money supply. If inflation is a lot of money chasing not a lot of goods, right? Then the only way to stop inflation, or one of the only ways the government has in its toolbox via the Federal Reserve, the only way to do it is to dry up the money supply. Well, one of the ways to dry up the money supply is to increase the cost of money. What's the cost of money? Interest rates. You go to get a loan, the interest rate you pay on a loan is a cost, right? Not complicated. Folks, we don't have a lot of good options. The problem with drying up the money supply and increasing interest rates is you make it more expensive for businesses to get loans to produce products you need to live. So when you raise interest rates, you usually get a recession. Now, we could start to fix this now, of course, by not spending as much money and on the demand side, not needing as much money to chase products by not spending as much, right, in the federal government. None of that's happening. Here's Larry Summers back again. Not a sign. It's not a crop circle. He's telling them. You, there's no soft landing coming for this. We're looking at a recession. And what's Biden doing? He wants to spend more money. Double-barreled again. Check this out. Unless, of course, uh, the economy heads towards recession um, on uh, its own, 
which given the turbulence in the stock market and given some of the disturbing indicators about uh, consumer confidence is also a possibility. But I think that we need to recognize that a soft landing is going to be very difficult uh, in uh, these circumstances. The warnings are out there. There is a way to, I don't think there's, candidly speaking, I don't think there's any way for us to avoid a recession at this point. I don't. But I think we could land the plane slower, not softly. It's going to be rough, but slower and not do a nose head on collapse into the runway, right? By doing a few things right now dramatically drying up government spending, which would do what? It would stop the pull factor from the Fed. The reason the Fed has to keep printing all this money is because our government, our treasury, the U.S. government, the Biden administration is spending money we don't have. We could stop that now. We could institute tax cuts so that more money starts to flow in the economy so the growth would offset a lot of this damage. They're not going to do any of that. The hallmark of a good leader is the ability to see around corners. I just told you that. I told you how I'm trying to see around the corner. Biden doesn't care, folks, because he's the anti-leader. He's the exact opposite of what a good leader is. All right. Um, I want to get to this, what happened. With, and I warned them, too, about politicizing what happened on January 6th. I warned them about this. While covering up for the Russia hoaxers how this was going to diminish faith in government, that was ultimately going to backfire badly on the Democrat Party. And to get that and get to that next, I got the Soros stuff after that, and an Obama backbencher who wants to be censored. Coming up in a second. Don't uh, don't go anywhere. Well, not a second actually. Coming up in a couple of seconds. Uh, MD hearing aid. Listen, listening to all the bad news about the economy sometimes that make your ears hurt. You know, nine out of ten people still buy hearing aids from clinics and pay five thousand dollars plus, even though much more affordable options exist. That's why you've got to check out MD Hearing Aid. MD Hearing Aid is an FDA-registered rechargeable hearing aid that costs a fraction of what typical hearing aids cost. MD Hearing Aid's Volt Plus model costs over 80% less than clinic hearing aids. MD Hearing Aid was founded by an ENT surgeon who saw how many of his patients needed hearing aids, but they just couldn't afford them. He made it his mission to develop a quality hearing aid that anyone can afford. MD Hearing Aid has brought affordable hearing to over 600,000 satisfied customers plus they offer a 45-day risk-free trial with a 100% money-back guarantee so you can buy with confidence. My dad's been using MD hearing aids for a while now. He loves them. They work great. They're very well-priced. So get clinic-level care for 80% less with MD hearing aids. Go to mdhearingaid.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, and use promo code Bongino to get their new buy one, get one, $149.99 each when you buy a pair deal. Plus, they're adding a free extra charging case, $100, $100 value, just for listeners of my show, the Dan Bongino Show. So head to mdhearingaid.com slash Bongino, mdhearingaid.com slash Bongino. Use our promo code Bongino and get their new buy one, get one, $149.99 each when you buy a peer deal. Thanks, MD Hearing Aid. Appreciate it. I warn them. If you're a listener to the show, you know it. I warned them that politicizing January 6th and making it about an insurrection, when really it was about nothing of the sort. January 6th was about a rally that happened, a, a uh, stop the steal rally. And uh, we had some people go up to Capitol Hill 
Some things didn't turn out uh, as the organizers had planned up there. And of course, the Democrats decided to make this about like Civil War 2.0. You've heard them. This is Pearl Harbor. Um, listen, there's some things I think a lot of people would like to change, right? But uh, saying this was Pearl Harbor, saying this was 9-11 is just ridiculous. And I specifically said multiple times that the continued hyperbole around this is not about getting to the bottom of what happened on January 6th, but it's about manipulating the 2022 and 2024 election and overthrowing the Electoral College. I just discussed it yesterday. Please don't miss the opening to yesterday's show. It's important. Now, because the Democrats never listen to me, that's why I tell you, some people say to me, I get the email all the time, Dan, stop warning the Democrats, let them crash and burn. They don't listen to my warnings. They don't listen to my warnings. I'm talking to you because I want to be a good leader in this activist movement and show you the ability to see around corners so you can see the political situation materialize before others. It's beneficial. They don't listen. They don't care. Here, here's proof. They're stunned that even though they pushed to spy on an uh, incoming president candidate Donald Trump, even though they pushed to uh, manipulate the 2020 election by hiding the Hunter Biden information, even though they lied, Donald Trump said drink bleach over and over again. They're stunned that their pushing of the January 6th insurrection narrative has gone nowhere and nobody trusts them. Here's Bloomberg politics. The deadly assault on the Capitol on January 6th shocked viewers around the world. But the short-lived horror, it wasn't enough, Joe, to shake political divisions. In fact, some candidates who disputed the election outcome are winning in landslides. Bloomberg's stunned. And they have this article that they're stunned. Again, our ability on the right, peek around the corner, the left's ability to only see what's in front of their face. They hate Donald Trump so much. That even though that ability to kind of see around the corner and see the signs would help them maybe mold their message to become a good, solid electoral winner. They can't do it. They won't do it because they hate this guy so much. They are willing to destroy their own movement, and, uh, destroy the entire momentum, their tactical, their strategic plan. They're willing to burn the thing to the freaking ground in order to go after Donald Trump. And they see January 6th as the vehicle to do it. Folks, people don't trust them anymore. People do not trust the government. That's why candidates who disputed the 2020 election and have some viable complaints about it are doing really well because of things like this. Nobody trusts the government anymore, and they want candidates who challenge the government narrative because of things like this. Just a news article by John Solomon. From firebombing protesters to lying FBI agents, a two-tier justice system sharpens its focus. Folks, justice is blind in this country. To Democrats, everybody sees it. And Democrats keep celebrating it. Antifa burning down American cities. BLM terrorizing American cities. These two protesters who almost killed police officers, right? These people, Hunter Biden gets off. I'll show you that in a minute, too, the breaking news on that. And what happens to Republicans? As John uh, Solomon points out in the piece, Peter Navarro finds himself a Trump advisor finds himself, a guy, 72-year-old, in handcuffs in an airport for defying a congressional subpoena, which is exactly what Obama's attorney general, Eric Holder, did. And nothing happened to Eric Holder at all. Being connected to the Democrat Party has its privileges. What was that commercial? What was that membership has its privileges? Uh, was that American Express? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, right? Joe and I are old enough to remember that. Membership yep. in the Democrat Party, folks, has its privileges. And you know what happens? Normal, average Americans who don't want this, again, 
double barrel. They're saying, you know what, man? I'm not really into that. I thought I grew up in a constitutional republic where membership, in other words, what we would call citizenship had its privileges, not membership to a political party. I warned them. Doing this was going to backfire. Most Americans saw what happened on January 6th. They were unhappy with a lot of the events that day, what happened, how it went down, including the, uh, the way the election worked out. And they moved on. Not the Democrats. I said, you continue to push this. This is going to blow up in your face. Here it is right here, Pew Research Center. Do you see this, Paul? If you haven't, you need to. Remember, if you're a Democrat, your entire guiding ethos, right? What you built your entire political house on is what? Government is it. It is going to solve your problems. You all are idiots. Turn your money, your kids, your health care, your education over to us. We'll figure it out. I guess not. Pew Research Center. Americans' views of government. Decades of distrust, enduring support for its role. Listen to these numbers, how bad they are. Imagine running on a platform of government solving everyone's problems and having numbers like this in a poll. The public's criticisms of the federal government are many and varied. Some are familiar. Just 6% in this poll, folks, say the phrase, the government's careful with taxpayer money, describes the federal government extremely or very well. Six percent. Six out of 100 people say that. Only 21% say this describes the government somewhat well. A comparably small share, only 8%, describe the government as being responsive to the needs of ordinary Americans. Yeah, yeah. We're wondering who the 8% is. And Guy's like, yeah, they misunderstood the question. They, they, they got it all backwards. Folks, the Democrats did this. Do you see how I'm tying this all together? The signs, the selective targeting, the abuse of the justice system. In a sound constitutional republic, where the citizenry trusts and values their government. That government doesn't act in a partisan manner using their justice system and imprisoning people. And that justice has the ability, that government has the ability to lift and shift when they see problems. Do you think the American people are dumb? They saw these videos too. The baby formula thing, the immigration crisis happening right now, the inflation crisis warnings. I didn't even get into gas and oil or Ukraine. How he missed the signs there, too. You know what the signs were in Ukraine, Joe? There were uh, 100,000 Russian soldiers on the Ukraine yeah. border. Missed that one. Damn. Totally missed. Gee, wait, uh, gosh, how did we miss that? You know, satellite footage and all that stuff. You could have sent a recreational drone over there. And you wonder why only eight out of 100 people who, geez, right, probably misunderstood the question, think that the government is responsible to their needs, responsible, uh, responsive to their needs. You know, you get a government that selectively prosecutes its political enemies. Of course, people are going to revolt. Here's another story you may have missed being in the news. I might have spent a lot of time on this, but packing heat. Nude Hunter Biden. Never seen a guy take so many naked pictures of himself. Nude Hunter Biden cavorts with a hooker and an illegal gun in latest mess for president. Is anything going to happen to Hunter Biden? Folks, absolutely nothing. You want to see why people don't trust their government? You get a primetime special on CNN with that slob eating his Dunkin' Donuts on Thursday night at 8 p.m. over January 6th where Americans have totally moved on and you got the President of the United States kid after the President pushes for gun control walking around with an illegal gun and a hooker in a picture, a picture no one disputes. And what happens to him? The answer is nothing happens to him. 
Now, the ability to see signs sometimes that are slapping you in the face. Here's a caravan of illegal immigrants. Here's a bunch of baby formula executives telling you, I don't think it's a good idea to shut down that plan. When you miss those signs, people do rebel, even in Democrat areas. I'm going to get to that in the next segment. Then I'm going to get to an Obama backbencher who is really, Joe, he's big mad at Dan Bongino. He's big mad. That Danny boy Pfeiffer, he's this Obama backbencher. used to walk around the West Wing perpetually confused. It's a Secret Service guy. He's looking at me like, hey, the Oval Office is that way. Yeah. (laughs) Danny Pfeiffer, he's big mad at Dan Bongino. I'll get to that in a second. Sorry, just enjoying today's show a little too much. I've got news for the turkey hunters in our audience. Spring's around the corner, and if you're gearing up for a successful season, you're going to need a couple of things. One of those things is the single-shot turkey camo 12-gauge shotgun made by Henry Repeating Arms. Let's say you're out in the field and you've managed to call a turkey in a range, and now it's time to make your shot count. And you can do that with a Henry shotgun because they're reliable and accurate right out of the box, especially with the turkey choke tube that's included. And if the fully adjustable... Fiber optic sights aren't enough. It's easy to mount a red dot since it's already drilled and tapped. Henry's shotguns, rifles, and revolvers are made in America with the quality craftsmanship that Henry's are famous for. And you'll get a lifetime warranty and a 100% satisfaction guarantee that protects your purchase for generations to come. Make sure you go to their website. It's henryusa.com and order their free catalog. They'll mail it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and free decals. You're going to love these firearms, and you're going to love this company. So the warning signs, again, are everywhere, but they have no ability to see around corners. And why is that? It's my, um, it's the Trump theory we've been promoting. We haven't mentioned this one in a while, folks. Remember this, show early on when you talk about this with Trump, how they, Trump, they, they hated Reagan. They hated Bush. They hated George H.W. Bush. We get all that. Like, if you've been through those elections, you know, the Democrats are like, Bush is a baby killer. The Iraq, we get all that. But I've never seen anything like their hatred for Trump. And the thing about their hatred for Trump is Trump doesn't care. So when they would attack Bush, Bush would, you know, Bush would dial it down a little bit. He was afraid. He was. They were afraid of the press. They were. Trump wasn't. So the media would attack in the libs because they're the same thing. Trump would double down. And instead of them tactically rethinking their strategy, they would double down with the crazy more. So the craziest of crazy voices got elevated during the Trump era. Does that make sense? That's how we wound yeah. up with defund the police, build back worse, all of this stuff. Because they were seen as this guy is so opposite of Trump. And I hate Trump so much that if Trump says, we used to joke, right? If Trump said, I found a cure for cancer, the Democrats would be upset that the cancer medicine industry was struggling. That is what happened. Yeah. So that's how the crazies got elevated. And by the crazies, we mean Chase Bowden, uh, George Gascone. Uh, crazy district attorneys around the country who even in liberal areas have caused total street chaos. So what's going on? The warning signs are everywhere. Just the news is coverage of primary elections, a big election day happening today. I would argue to you, you have elections in New Jersey. We have elections going on in California, primary elections today. I would make the case to you. They're all important. Everybody needs to get out and vote. We get all that. But I would argue to you that the biggest statement and the biggest kick in the jimmy, right? Kick me in the gym. Remember Beavis and Butthead, the, the gym coat? You, you know, all the these kids, they, they weren't even born when, uh, when Beavis yeah. and Butthead came out, right? They weren't. They have no idea what I'm even talking about. It was a movie, too. The gym coach, you kick me in the gym, right? This is the, the biggest kick 
to the Johnson, right, that the Democrats would get today is in the L.A. mayor's race. The primary today is happening, and a guy by the name of Rick Caruso, who's an ex-Republican running as a Democrat, he's running against Democrat Representative Karen Bass. They're running for mayor, the Los Angeles mayor's race. Karen Bass is a devout, hardcore leftist. Caruso is portraying himself as a more moderate Democrat, right? This is Los Angeles, folks. Los Angeles. This is a city that has gone radically far left, which is a shame because it is a beautiful city. I love, I, I'm not kidding. This is not me like trying to just throw something out there for the sake of filling time. I don't do that. I got enough to get through here. I love Los Angeles. It is a beautiful city with outstanding weather. The food is amazing. The people have always been nice to me. I love LA. I love it. The only problem is it's really far from where I am. All right. What a kick it would be if this guy Caruso pulls this out tonight. We'll have the results tomorrow, so I don't want you to miss it. But I would argue it would be almost a Giuliani-like win. Yeah, he's a Democrat. Yeah, he's going to stick with the liberal social stuff. But can you imagine if in Los Angeles a leftist gets tossed in the primary for, a, for a, more of a centrist? Here's one more. There's a recall election happening for the destructive district attorney in San Francisco, Chase Abowden. He is a George Soros plant. He is a, uh, as radical as radical gets. Um, his parents were just grotesque human beings, radical, radical, violent leftists, right? Chase Abowden, San Francisco uh, DA, uh, uh, district attorney for San Francisco, he's up for a recall today. They may throw his arse right out of there. Now, showing you how the left never learns from anything, folks, and cannot see the signs right in front of their face. They think everything's a crop circle, right? They're already preparing to not only not see the signs that would send if Bowden gets recalled, Joe, but they're already preparing to throw the sign out and make up their own sign. New York, New York mag. The limits of San Francisco liberalism if Chase Bowden is recalled. It will be because his city has never been its left-wing caricature. You get it? <laughs> Ross Ross Barkan. So are you guys picking up what they're putting down here? If Chase Bowden and his radical communist far left leftism is recalled, it's not about liberalism, folks. It's not. The city isn't leftist. It's not a rebellion against liberalism. It's not. It's a business decision because a bunch of rich businesses have lost business due to shoplifting. That's basically the, the operating thesis right, right. of the left after this. They, I, I, I hate to just keep harping on it, but I love thematic elements to shows because they matter. It is one thing to get the playbook right in advance. It's another thing to totally ignore the playbook and lose the game anyway. Voters are telling you that you suck and you can't even accept that the voters told you you suck and you have to apologize for what the voters do. All right. Moving on. Now, I've been a truth teller for a long time. I have been warning both the left and the right. As I say all the time, you know, most uh, Republicans on Capitol Hill are really Democrats, but no Democrats are really Republicans. We've been bipartisan in our criticism of crappy ideas. And they don't like that. So the libs, when they can't fight you on ideas, they make excuses. It's not liberal. San Francisco is not a rebellion against liberalism. It's a business decision. Liberals want me silenced. They've want me silenced for a long time. I have become public enemy number one to them. Why? Because I'm across multiple platforms. I don't say that as an ego thing. I say that because between the New York Times, the Washington Post, the New Yorker, 
uh, let's see, NBC, CNN, I have become public enemy number one to them. It's because my podcast is popular. We dominate in the social media space. We dominate in the investment space through Rumble and elsewhere. We dominate on Saturday nights on Fox News. And we dominate in the radio show with eight and a half million listeners in our time block. Folks, they hate me. Those are just facts. They've hated me for a long time. This guy was an Obama guy. And, and I remember him from the Obama White House. Always looked confused. Oh, really? Always had a glazed look in his face. Like he had no idea what was going on. He looks like he's about 12 years old. This is a guy by the name of Dan Pfeiffer. So he's on MSNBC yesterday. And he's asked about why the left continues to miss the signs. You'd think he'd say, listen. We got to fix our messaging by reading the signs better and better responding to the signs the American people are giving us and retailing our message. Right, Joe? That's what Bill Clinton did yeah. after, you know, when Bill Clinton's right, first yeah, term yeah. and ended horribly because he pushed Hillary Care and all this other crap. He then lifted and shifted. He did. I lived through it. So did Joe. Remember, Joe, the speech of sure, the era yeah. big government's over. That wasn't Reagan who said it. it was Bill Clinton who said that. Clinton realized the country was in a different place. These Democrats now have no ability to do that at all. They chastise the voters like Ross Barkhead. Ah, oh, you idiots, you're not rebelling against liberalism. And they want the opponents calling these people out censored. Listen very carefully to segment by Dan Pfeiffer, Obama-era backbencher, right? Who's very upset at me for speaking the truth and the fact that people, voters and citizens, listen to me and not them. Check this out. Why can't we pass basic regulations to make these companies be more transparent about the algorithms that spread the lies on everything from COVID to January the 6th? We absolutely should be able to pass them. We actually have to pass them. I think these social media companies are in many ways the tobacco companies of this era. They're exploiting loopholes in the law to deeply damage America. It's just back to your cancer metaphor. Yes. And with little to no regulation. And so we absolutely have to do it. The reason that it is hard is it is right now not in the interest of a lot of Republicans to do it. If you go to Facebook on a daily basis, the most the posts with the most engagement are from Dan Shapiro or Ben Shapiro, Dan Bongino, Candace Owens. It is right wing content. It dwarfs progressive content. It dwarfs mainstream media content, which is actually should be the part that scares us the most that Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire has more followers and engagement many times more than The New York Times or CNN. That is a problem for democracy. So are you Problem for democracy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank oh, you, yeah. Joe. Thank you. <laughs> a Soviet national anthem, of course, played every morning at MSNBC at nine o'clock. So everybody comes in and gets their everything bagel with a cream cheese and a coffee. The opening question, by the way, I should have said was by Joe Scarborough. You may have heard a different voice in the beginning. The response was Dan Pfeiffer. Scarborough, of course, is obviously a communist. We still haven't figured out what happened in his congressional office. I mean, Joe Scarborough. I saw him on a plane one time, and it's funny the way he looked and put his eyes down because he's such a chump and a wuss, right? But the irony of Joe Scarborough calling for censorship over misinformation as he promotes misinformation. I'll get to that in a second. Don't go anywhere. As he promotes misinformation, is just glorious. But strange how Pfeiffer and them, again, they cannot see the signs. Facebook, which is, despite every effort to silence me, I show you the fact checks. Folks, believe me, Facebook wants me gone. I'm on this battle with them for I don't know what to do. Do I stay because my message gets out or do I dump them because they make money off me? This is a fight I go through every day. You guys can vouch for me. I don't know what to do. I don't. I'm not sure what to do. I don't have all the answers. 
All I care about is what's best for freedom and liberty in the movement. But the irony of Dan Pfeiffer and Joe Scarborough, after promoting fully discredited, embarrassing, global-changing hoaxes that altered history, the history of the world, they're not embarrassed at all. They don't say, hey, maybe if we fixed our distribution of the news and stopped promoting the juicy small A story, the Russia collusion hoax, the laptop hoax, maybe if we stopped doing that, people would share our stuff. Facebook, despite every effort to stop me, and believe me, they try as I don't even tell you all the stories. People still go and click the share button on my Facebook page and they don't for their stuff. Nobody cares about Joe Scarborough, the morning schmo. Nobody cares about the New York Times and why? Now, a good coach with the ability to see around corners would do what? He would say, well, maybe lying to our listeners and viewers about a collusion hoax that never happened, maybe lying to them and covering up for Joe Biden's kid, maybe lying to them about Trump said to drink bleach, maybe lying to them about the Wuhan lab, maybe lying to them about masks, maybe lying to them about vaccines, maybe only a limited number of people want to be lied to. And maybe Dan Bongino, who got these stories all right, all of them, Maybe he's onto something and maybe we can emulate that whole truth thing. Nope. Their only solution, folks, is to censor me so they can continue to lie to you. Now, again, the just delicious irony of Joe Scarborough begging for censorship of me, censoring me, wants me censored for speaking the truth because he says that they want to stop misinformation. While then, Promoting misinformation. Here is Joe Scarborough. I, I, he's, I get it. He's not in our, in our, we haven't done this in a while, but what's the latest rankings? The talking, the dopey media talking head Olympics. Joy Reid, number one. Yeah. Who is number two? I forgot it. Stelter. And then is Chuck Todd three or he is three. You sure? I don't okay. you Folks, you got to keep. Yeah, Todd yeah was he was on working it. on yeah. it, but Chuck's been, yeah, Chuck's been kind of, we may have to, I think we need a promotion tomorrow. Can we do that? Scarborough? It's been a while. I think Scarborough has easily moved into the bronze medal position in the dopey media talking head Olympics. Um, and here's why. Wants me banned for misinformation as he promotes misinformation about uh, the uh, M16A1 platform, the AR platform during Vietnam. Listen to this. One of the dumbest statements I've ever heard. And that's saying a lot from this dunce. Check this out. A military style weapon designed for war. And I've said this before, I said it a couple of weeks ago, I'll say it again. This style weapon, deadlier than what we had our soldiers carry around during Vietnam. Do you think, okay, Justin, you think he's earned it? You, no, you got to be, you got to be convinced. I, I'm, is it, are you in? All right. Justin says he needs more training. Joe, what do you think about Scarborough? We move him into the bronze? He's, he's I, I need unanimity. Idiot, I, I don't want to make a trying. big decision like that. Yeah, I mean, he's trying. All right, maybe yeah. we'll wait. Gee, I need unanimity. I respect Justin. He could have been pressured, but he refused to be. He needs a little more. All right, we'll keep it. Well, okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's do a Scarborough <laughs> montage. I, you guys get on that. We'll see what he says. It's a training. There's Joe Scarborough suggesting that the fully automatic weapons uh, we use in Vietnam are more dangerous than the non-fully automatic weapons we have now, even though it's nearly the identical platform and the technology hasn't changed much. 
Joe Scarborough. This is a guy with a television show on a major cable news channel. Again, proving his own stupidity. And you know what I love about that segment even more, fellas? Did you catch it? He goes, he goes I've said this multiple times. So it's not just that he's dumb. He's said it multiple and no one's ever corrected him. <laughs> he's like proud of the fact that he's an idiot. There's Joe Scarborough right there. Nice job, Joe. There you go. Maybe I'll catch you on a plane again at PBI so you can put your eyeballs down when I see you, chump. All right, um, let me get to my uh, my last sponsor, and I want to get to this Soros story because it's important. And uh, the government revenue, the government has a revenue problem. Did you guys hear that? They're not taxing enough. Did you get that? We'll 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 talk about that in a second too. <laughs> See where I'm going with that one. Do you know that studies show that high blood pressure is the number one risk factor for mortality, and one in two adults have high blood pressure? That's a 50-50 chance you're a walking time bomb. But you, not Big Pharma, can take control of your blood pressure with the help of 120 Life. 120 Life is a blend of great-tasting superfruit juices, and it's formulated with ingredients that have been shown to naturally help control high blood pressure and are endorsed by thousands of health professionals. Try it yourself, risk-free, with their two-week trial pack. Go to 120life.com and use the code DAN to save 15% receive free shipping. They're so sure that 120 Life can noticeably lower your blood pressure in two weeks that they'll give you your money back if you're not satisfied. You got nothing to lose but those high blood pressure numbers. Go to 120life.com, that's 120life.com, and use code DAN to save 15%. This is serious. It's your life we're talking about. 120 Life can help you. These statements have not been approved by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So just before I get to the Soros story, the government has a revenue problem. If you guys heard, they just can't seem to, they, they just said that those businessmen and corporations, remember Leslie Marshall debating me on my show in the rebuttal segment, the Democrat saying they, these corporations continue to get over. Trump gave them a huge tax cut. They're just not paying their fair share. Uh, Wall Street Journal yesterday, individual income tax payments on pace to reach record level. <laughs> just <laughs> signs. See around the crop circle. It's a crop, crop circle, Joe. The crop, you needed a, you the crop circles right there. You know what's sitting in the middle of the crop circle? This Wall Street Journal article saying, hey, you don't need more revenue. It's a record. You could read it right there sitting right in the middle. Here's what you want to see what the tax revenue was. You're curious. Individual income tax collections alone are going to reach 2.6 trillion or 10.6% of the entire economy. According to the CBO, that's up 9.1% in 2021 and would mark a record in the 109-year history of the income tax, topping the war receipts of even the 1940, of 1944 and the dot-com boom of 2000. We have a revenue problem, folks. Did you hear that? Keep taxing people more. We have a big revenue problem. All right, moving on. Another warning I put out there comes true. Folks, it's a very serious problem. Again, I know we use a lot of sarcasm on the show, but this is really serious. When you see people like Pfeiffer and dunces like Joe Scarborough, who is in training right now, as we understand, when you see them pushing, pushing for censorship, censorship, I mean, something we see in the third world, certainly not indicative of a sound constitutional republic. I get really worried. I do not want Joe Scarborough. I'm dead serious. I do not want Joe Scarborough censored. I do not want Dan Pfeiffer censored, no matter what. It's not a virtue signal. It's that I actually enjoy them talking about their ridiculous, discredited ideas because it gives us an ability to counter them and to make a reasonable argument to an informed citizenry. I do not, under any circumstances, unless they break the law, threatening someone. I want to kill that guy. That's different. But in the bounds of free constitutional speech, certainly, 
certainly political speech. I will always err on the side of being a free speech absolutist. But they can't take it. They cannot take it. They want me banned on Facebook. They want conservative talk radio uh, attacked. Have you heard of this zone casting thing? Very important. They want Fox News banned. They opened up, I opened up today's show, they're attacking Fox News for not promoting their propaganda. One of the latest targets, folks, is the Hispanic audience. Why? Because of this. Here's a Fort Worth Star-Telegram article from last month. So much for demographics or destiny. Biden is crashing with Hispanic voters. And they go through a long explanation as to why. Folks, Hispanic voters are leaving the Democrat Party in droves. Now, that would be a sign, right, folks? A poll, a sign? You would think a sound political party, Dan Pfeiffer, Scarborough, Biden, Karine Jean-Pierre, and others would say, what are we doing wrong with the Spanish community? Maybe pushing socialism to a bunch of folks leaving Venezuela and Cuba to come to the United States is maybe not the best idea. Nope. They want Hispanic conservative talk radio banned and attacked. And by the way, big tech plays right in. Remember this one? I put this out. Remember this article I put up a little while ago? I warned you it was coming. YouTube CEO meets with a group wanting curbs on Spanish language misinformation. You mean like Joe Scarborough translated into Spanish that the, uh, the Vietnam warrior weren't as dangerous as the ones we had? You mean that, that's not what they're talking about? YouTube, of course, is a communist company. They, do, they love censorship. Instead of investing in, this, in, in, in messaging into the Hispanic community, they want to wipe out conservative voices. As if on cue, I swear I did not know this was happening. I didn't. I wish I had. But they kept this super quiet. A group called the Latino Media Network has recently bought up a bunch of conservative radio stations. Now, who's part of this network, the Latino Media Network? Well, Stephanie Valencia. She was a special assistant to the president and principal deputy director of public engagement under Barack Obama. So those conservative radio stations have been working with YouTube to keep off YouTube and to ban because they don't like the fact that Hispanics are hearing a liberty-oriented message for once. They were just bought up by the Latino Media Network. Now, who is behind the Latino media network? What if I told you it was a George Soros-backed group? What a coinkydink! Newsmax. Sorry, you can read these in my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter. George Soros-backed group buys Univision's radio group. The Latino media network will include 18 Hispanic radio stations in 10 different markets, which were purchased from Televisa Univision in a deal worth about $60 million. The media group's advisors will, accuse, will include Maria Elena Salinas, an anchor with Univision, Al Cardenas, a fake sellout rhino. I threw that in there. The former chair of the Republican Party in the ACU. He's a sellout fraud, Al Cardenas, a big phony. So they bought him up. Hey, free market, right? They can buy they want. You can't complain about, you know, Elon buying Twitter and not complain about that. But I can almost guarantee you that this purchase of these Hispanic language radio stations was an act of desperation. And I can, again, almost guarantee you that these conservative uh, stations that are doing quite well right now with the Hispanic community, that there's an effort there. There's going to be an effort moving forward. I'm almost sure of it to get them booted off the air. Now, keep in mind, even though Elon wanted to purchase Twitter, and these are both free market transactions, which... Free market's the free market. That's the way it works. That's the way the cookie crumbles, right? 
Notice, I'm not calling for, not that Elon cares what I say anyway, but Elon himself has already said publicly on his own Twitter account that if the deal goes through, he has no intentions of banning or barring his political opponents. Notice the I'm invested in Rumble. I was invested in Parler. I'm still invested in Parler. I have said repeatedly, I have zero intention of using any, I don't, the, and they don't have to listen to me anyway. I'm not a manager over there at all. But I have no intentions at all of ever pushing anyone publicly, whether it's a role as an investor or as an activist, into banning anyone. Because I believe I am a free speech absolutist. I can almost guarantee you that this Soros-funded group, their goal is to get these people shut down. Now, here's something interesting I found that has a nexus to me and one of the companies I work with. Eh, we speak the truth, folks, even when it aggravates those people we work with. You don't like it? You can show me the door. Axios. I read something here I found puzzling. So talking about this startup that bought all these Hispanic stations, they noticed that uh, entrepreneur and his, or an investor, Tom Castro, and social justice activist Henry Munoz, that he's involved in this too. That the board of this thing will include Castro, and he's bought and sold over 50 radio stations serving the Latino community and serves on the board of Nielsen and Joe. Cumulus Media? Now, Joe's been in the radio business, not kidding, almost as long as I've been alive. Joe, don't I work for Cumulus Media? Um, Yeah, last time, yeah, yeah. Last time you checked, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Tom Castro. There's Tom right there, Cumulus Media board picture. So Tom Castro from Cumulus Media is on the board of this operation? They haven't done anything yet. So again, I'm a free market guy and they're free to appoint to the board they want, free to buy the companies they want. But uh, Tommy, got my eyes on you, buddy. See, here's the thing with me and Tom. See, Tom, you may have the dough, but you don't have the profile. See, I got the dough and the profile. So this is asymmetric warfare. So we'll see what you do, Tom. We'll see how you handle that. I got my eyes on old Tom Castro. But Dan, he's on the board of the company you work for. I give exactly zero about that as you could probably tell but uh, i got my eyes on you tommy now of course we need some good conservatives to fight back against this messaging nonsense if you can't get rid of the hispanic stations just buy them and make sure we get rid of them well ron DeSantis, who's running for florida or a lot of these state excuse me is they're running for governor in florida re-election um is not going to take this line down so here's our now weekly segment of ron DeSantis strikes again Fox News, Ron DeSantis campaign hits back at Soros-funded election manipulation with an ad buy on the Hispanic Radio Network. Nice job, Ron DeSantis. So you want to buy the stations? You go ahead and buy the stations. Ron DeSantis just bought a multi-million dollar ad campaign on the stations, exposing the dangers of socialism. Beautiful. I love this guy. All right, one last story. I told you I'd end with this. I warned you about what this January 6th committee was about. This is about manipulating the 2022 election and 2024 election and scaring off Republicans. Look what we can do. We can put you in handcuffs if you dare get involved again. Ladies and gentlemen, they're not even hiding it anymore. And again, the signs are right in front of them that Americans do not want to hear about this anymore January 6th. They don't. And they continue to double down. And now they are openly acknowledging it's about manipulating elections. New York Times. January 6 hearings give Democrats a chance to recast midterm message. As I, as I, as my grandmother used to say, as I says, as I says, folks. 
has everything to do with elections and nothing whatsoever to do with January 6th. And the American people know it. That's why they're totally disregarding it. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe to my podcast. It helps us move up in the charts. We really appreciate you keeping us at the top of the charts. It's the subscriptions that matter. I wish it was the listens, but it's not a fair business sometimes. Uh, Apple, Spotify, and most importantly, Rumble. Rumble.com slash Bongino. We're almost at two and a half million subscribers on Rumble. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks. See you on the radio show a little later. You just heard Dan Bongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen.